Welcome to the Life Refresh Podcast. My name is Ryan Robinson. And if you are looking for a podcast that is designed to uplift, encourage, and revive your heart, mind, and spirit, you're in the right place. Welcome to the journey of becoming the version of you God designed from the foundations of the earth. Now, let's begin. Hello and welcome back to Life Refresh Podcast. Excited and delighted to have you back again today for a podcast that um, I think is really going to be impactful. I know we've had some some great topics here in the last few weeks. And uh, this particular topic I find is actually really challenging for many of us, but I I don't think we really determine or really process how much oh, this applies to everyone. And I've, uh, and again, we're just, I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, there is a thing that I, um, I like a lot, um, and it is a backpack. I love bags. I think I might have alluded to this in several podcasts ago, but I really uh, enjoy a good backpack. I don't know what it is. Oh, actually, I do. When I was growing up, when I was young, um, I used to carry a lot of stuff with me. The, my earliest memory of carrying a lot of items in my backpack was actually me bringing, I would say, most of my Ninja Turtles in a Ninja Turtle backpack to kindergarten <laughs> or no, preschool. And I remember I put so much in that bag that it ended up ripping uh, toward the top strap, I believe, and um, ended up getting another one. And I just remember how much stuff I had in it. So I guess you could say at a lo- at an early age, very early age, I had quite the the taste for baggage. The older I've gotten, I enjoyed getting backpacks. I enjoyed. Uh, sling backpacks. I have gotten, goodness gracious, regular backpacks. I've gotten slim backpacks. I've gotten messenger bags. I have gotten um, all kinds of bags. And then again, I found that one, there's so many different kinds. And depending on what your expertise is or your comfortability, uh, you can find everything you want (laughs) in those things. But the other challenge is when it comes to finding the right bag, there is a rate, a weight requirement with them. I'm going to say that again. There is a weight requirement when it comes to certain bags. So um, we'll just use a messenger bag. And a messenger bag kind of um, looks like a, uh, basically like an oversized purse, really. And the thing is about a messenger bag is that a messenger bag is designed to have lighter items in it. And because of its design, it will, if not properly packaged well, it will actually throw off the way you walk because you will start to have more weight on one side than the other. And you will change the way that you walk to accommodate that. Same thing with the sling backpack. A sling backpack provides, again, nice, you know, single strap. It's very nice. But again, it's a crossbody kind of vibe. So because of that, it actually requires more 
effort and actually causes more fatigue, causes shoulders to get tired or those kinds of things. So you can, and just like with a backpack, a regular backpack, if you just only had one strap on, you would throw off your gait as well. So the thing is about pinning on the bag that you were you know, fancying at that time, you also run the risk of actually throwing off the way that you walk to accommodate it. And uh, it's amazing that uh, our baggage, switching from material baggage to our emotional baggage to our mental baggage, spiritual baggage, it has a way of throwing off the way that we walk things out in our lives. It is something that we typically don't want to address because we've actually been used to carrying it for so long. And because we've been carrying it for so long, it just becomes a part of us. It becomes a part of our daily routine. We pack everything up in it and it has everything that we need and everything we possibly might need and everything that we hold dear in that bag. You can really, you know, you can spend as much as you want. You can go to uh, online and get a Herschel backpack, which is like really inexpensive, or you can get you a Gucci bag or a Louis Vuitton bag or whatever high designer you like. But at the end of the day, it's a bag that's designed to carry something or conceal something that makes it easier to carry versus putting in a pocket or keeping it in your hand. It's designed to help you carry something hands-free. And because of the amount of stuff that we put in it, have you ever seen someone who had an overstuffed purse or backpack? Now, it might be some of you listening, but I, I'm I'm going to put my hand up and talk about myself for a minute. I was one of those individuals who overstuffed their back, not just with Ninja Turtle stuff, not just Ninja Turtle stuff. I grew up, y'all. I used to put in my bag, goodness, books, all kinds of notebooks, books that I'm reading, phones, chargers, cables, multiple devices, goodness gracious, pens. Man, I think that probably covers most of it. And the, the challenge about it is, y'all, I used to fill up, I felt like I had to fill up the pockets in the backpack. I remember I, I ended up getting this, uh, this backpack. And by, by the way, my wife gets triggered by the word backpack these days. So I'm hoping that she won't listen to this one. But it, it actually um, was a thing of, of pride for me to try and find ways to maximize the use of the bag. So if I found that I had multiple pockets in the bag, I would try to find a way to fill it whether it was with gum, pins, tissues, whatever, I would put everything that I think that I might need in the bag. And, uh, you know, my chiropractic bill <laughs> over the years uh, indicates that uh, it's not really good to carry things like that. But we are actually designed as human beings to not carry as much as we think we can carry. There are other mechanisms that actually help to distribute that. But at some point during that time of you traveling and walking around or making your daily commute and uh, doing those kinds of things, you at some point have to take a rest and take the bag off. Take the bag off. 
But the challenge, again, for many of us is that we don't like to drop the bag. There is a uh, a song, and I, if anyone knows, I'm a huge music person, and it was a, a song called uh, "Bag Lady" by Erica Badu. I'm just gonna say the first, uh, the first verse. I'm gonna say the first verse. Yeah, I guess it's a, it is the first verse. show notes if you like spotify or apple music you can figure out where it is the thing is that is the initial way this song starts is recognizing like listen you ain't all the stuff you're carrying isn't necessary actually we are actually designed to not carry as much as we think we need and um you know just like i said earlier in many podcasts people who have lived the most productive most purpose-filled and profitable life, live a life that is lean. They only bring with them the things that they need for the journey. And typically, it's not a whole lot. Again, this isn't minimalism by any means, but I do want to provide some opportunities and more ideas around decluttering in a later podcast. But I want people, and I want to really nail down that there are some clear indications, actually in Scripture, about baggage. And um, it is a, really a, a very insightful perspective of what is to come in one uh, particular Bible story. So if we, if you open up your Bibles or Google uh, this, it is 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 20. And we'll start at verse 20. And let me provide some context here before I, um, before I get into the verse. But um, Israel several chapters before, is demanding a king like the other nations. Before, the nation of Israel was what we call a theocracy. Therefore, God was their king. They did not have a physical, visible king in the earth. So the people of Israel come to the prophet Samuel and say, we want to be like all the other nations. We want to be able to have a king that can physically represent us to the the nations. And Samuel's like, listen, y'all, I don't think y'all really want that. (laughs) I don't don't think you really want that. You know, God, it should be enough for you all. He has defended you. He has fought for you. Why would you need one? And they just, well, we want to be like everyone else. First point, you don't conform with what is normal with the people that are around you. We are uniquely and fashionably designed by God to do certain things. And particularly those things are called, not all the time, are culturally acceptable. In fact, they might be countercultural and cause you to lose friends, cause you to have opposition. And all you're trying to do is just be real and be honest. So um, that one was free. But uh, again, this book, or I would say these several chapters prior to chapter 10, Samuel is directed to this man from the tribe of Benjamin named Saul. And this is Old Testament Saul, not Saul from the New Testament. Saul is an incredibly tall guy. Um, The Bible says that he's a handsome guy, but he stood head and feet over head and shoulders over everyone else. So 
you know, clearly he's like, well, um, and the Lord's like, hey, this is my anointed uh, person of God. And, um, you know, they've been going through several days and, uh, you know, there's a, several examples and things that go on during this, uh, during chapter nine. But um, essentially God basically says, this is the king that you should anoint. And um, after that, you know, this was clear. So Samuel, in, in every custom of anointing a king, pull, uh, pours a flask of olive oil over his head and uh, does this because the Lord has appointed him to be the ruler over Israel. And um, there's some instructions that are provided. Now, in order to properly um, share that uh, a king has been selected, that God selected, um, you know, essentially, they have rejected God to lead them. Therefore, they wanted a man to lead them. And God selected a man to be that individual to lead them. And Saul was that. So in custom, the prophet would bring the clans and the entire tribes of Israel uh, together to properly introduce and anoint the man of God who will be king over Israel. And um, I'm going to read this because um, I think it is super evident, but it was also a foreshadowing of things to come. So 1 Samuel uh, chapter 10, beginning at verse 20. So Samuel brought all of the tribes of Israel before the Lord, and the tribe of Benjamin was chosen by Lot. Then he brought each family of the tribe of Benjamin before the Lord, and the family of the Matrites was chosen. And finally, Saul, son of Gish, was chosen from among them. They looked for him. He had disappeared. So they asked the Lord, where is he? And the Lord replied, he's hiding among the baggage. So they found him and brought him out. He stood head and shoulders above everyone else. Then Samuel said to all the people, this is the man the Lord has chosen as your king. No one in all Israel is like him. Then all the people shouted, long live the king. These are one of the small details that scripture gives us. And I want to say that sometimes we can kind of foreshadow, and I can just tell you here later on, Saul, King Saul was the one who also disobeyed God um, during time of war. He didn't wait long enough for Samuel to get there to properly uh, prepare the sacrifice. Therefore, um, he essentially lost his favor with God. It wasn't always immediate. And then uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 16, we find that Saul, who is mourning the loss of, of, of Saul's favor, with the Lord, um, is then instructed to go to Jesse's house to anoint David, a man after God's own heart. And um, again, the guy wasn't perfect. But the thing is, what we find in this scripture is wherever the king was found prior to being anointed or being pronounced is an indication of the character of that king. So before King Saul was announced, he was found amongst the baggage and they had to pull him out of the baggage. 
he was hiding from what he was called to do. Perhaps he thought that he wasn't good enough for whatever the reason is, but he felt more comfortable amongst his stuff than standing in everything that God called him to be. Now, contrary to that, in 1 Samuel chapter 16, everyone typically forgets David and he says, Jesse says, or Samuel says, hey, you know, I've seen all your sons. This, this isn't the right one. Do you have another? I said, yeah, I got another one, but he's out in the field <laughs> with the sheep. And uh, he's like, everyone will wait here till he gets here. So somebody go get him. And at that point, the Bible says the oil then poured and it was then clear that David was to be the next king of Israel. So what we find is that we have two kings, one with baggage, one with the staff, one with heavy things, another with light things. There are so many pieces to this scripture. Again, with this initial story in 1 Samuel, this also leads to David uh, fighting Goliath. And there's several indications during this time that actually Saul really loved to have heavy things. He, he liked to wear armor and he did everything that a king should be doing and wear everything that the king should wear. But David himself was actually a king that was different than everyone else. He typically wasn't the guy you would recruit to start leading soldiers and armies. He didn't come from that kind of pedigree. So the thing is, God found a less cluttered king and decided to work with David instead of working with Saul, who chose his stuff and his things and the opportunities that weighed him down over what God had already said to him. So with that, we're going to go through a process here of uh, decluttering our lives. There are several areas by which we have to declutter, but decluttering gives us the opportunity to look at what we already have, examine, build on it, appreciate it, and also provide us space to really let what should be standing alone be the best thing that it can be. This is the thing, y'all. Saul couldn't be seen. And the Bible says he was head and shoulders over everyone. But no one can find this guy in the baggage, which means either he dug down or the baggage was too high. And the thing is, he was a king. And all that stuff was covering up the majesty of his kingdom and his kingship. How much stuff is covering up who you've been called to be? Our people's opinions, our job titles, our fill-in-the-blank for you, previous accolades, the fear of success and the fear of failure, whatever those things are, whatever that baggage is, is it baggage that you're still holding on to that is actually keeping you, holding you back from obeying God and being everything that you have been called to be? I'm glad to get on this journey about decluttering. It is a gift to walk lighter. And uh, in the next podcast, we're going to talk about some of this stuff, but I, uh, I really want uh, you to share this podcast with somebody, particularly someone that you know is just carrying way too much. 
Wait. Um, Jesus said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Cast all your cares onto him for he cares for you. This is, this is the guy we're talking about. But for some reason, we like to hold on to our things. And we're going to get to that core reason um, in the next few episodes. So keep it locked here. Subscribe, tell a friend, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace.